So this week we're going to talk about one of the more important things that men need to do, but sadly we just let slip through the cracks way too often out of convenience, out of lack of thinking that it's a necessity, but we're going to talk about getting prepared in this episode number 131 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so this week we're going to be getting a little off topic, but it's something as a man you need to be constantly thinking of. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world and if you're not prepared for it, I mean, things can go sideways real quick. And I, we, we pride ourselves in making sure that we can take care of our family. So men, this is uh, something that we're going to be talking about, uh, this actual, this week. So let me introduce myself. I am Brian Goodwin. I am a certified men's relationship coach. I help men to improve their relationships on all different levels and not just spouse relations, but employment relations, public relations, all these different types of relationships that we have. We, I help men to make those stronger, better. And when you do help those relationships and you control the thoughts that are associated with those relationships, all of a sudden your success level increases tremendously. And so that's what I like to do. I, I'm, been helping men for well this podcast itself has been going on almost three years now and this is a the topic that we're talking about this week is one i haven't approached yet and it's just it's been weighing on me weighing on me weighing on me and i was like all right let's let's get this taken care of because this is something guys definitely need to know there's a lot of guys in the city who think they're good they've got the city there's you know there's grocery stores everywhere yeah there are the quote unquote food deserts where there's not a grocery store within like i think like a 10 mile radius or something like that is what they call a food desert but it's either way grocery stores are the way the food, the supply chain is set up these days, grocery stores only carry about a three day supply. And I actually realized, came to realize that whenever I was hauling groceries about back in 2016, it, uh, you guys show up, they, the truck drivers show up, they drop off the, the, the groceries and nine times out of 10, those groceries get carted right out into the, into the, the grocery store itself and are put right onto the shelves. There's no storage area in grocery stores anymore. And yeah, that keeps the waste down a good bit. But at the same time, there's only three days supply of food in your average grocery store. So if all of a sudden say the fit hit the shan, you're going to see New York City be out of food. Say it happened tomorrow. That's Tuesday. Uh, that would be say it went everything went south on a Monday. There we go. We'll start on a Monday. So everything goes south on a, on a Monday. By Thursday, New York City is essentially out of food. People are starting to get really hungry and really cranky really quick. 
But there's more to being prepared. And I'm not talking about the whacked out, let's dig a bunker type of prepper, anything like that. Yeah, there are people who go to the extreme. They they have, you know, a huge uh, army supply of firearms. They have their, they have, you know, four years worth of, of MREs set up and set to the side and ready to go. They've got, you know, each kid has been has been trained to carry their own bug out bag and you know they've got their own bug out vehicle which is an old mo- older model uh, vehicle there's all these things that you know people can take too far but there are things that you can do now and our food supply believe it or not is not the most steadiest especially if you've been around for the past 2 years yeah you saw uh, our our toilet paper shortage and you're going well I, I don't eat toilet paper no i know you don't but as of today, we have several uh, instances and in states that they have the bird flu coming loose. And when the bird, when a flock is found, a flock of chickens or turkeys or whatever type of uh, bird that we have available to eat is diagnosed as having the bird flu, they don't just go, okay, well, let's separate the sick out. No, they destroy that flock. And so we've got a problem right now with, you know, Thanksgiving's probably going to have an even a more expensive turkey than what they did. What was it last year or the year before 2021 when they had uh, a shortage of, of turkeys and the turkeys were almost double in price? Yeah, we're fixing to have that probably even a little worse. Don't know. I'm not. A, I don't see the future, but good chance of that. Uh, then you've got the fact that uh, our food supply is also in peril because if you've gone into any type of uh, grocery store to go buy pasta or any bread base, you notice those things are getting a little scarce. And that's because the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine is in the middle of a war right now with Russia. And both of those people do 40% of one particular thing. Ukraine does 40% of the world's wheat. The world's grain is grown in Ukraine. Russia, on the other hand, produces 40% of the world's fertilizer. Without fertilizer, plants ain't going to grow as good. So you're not going to get like in around here. Everybody talks about 50 bushels an acre. That's kind of what, that's what they aim for right now. They can see if they can get 50 bushels of wheat. My dog's running around doing stuff. So here clunks and stuff in the background. That's just her. So with Russia not producing 40% or holding, not being able to sell 40% of the fertilizer that it has, the, the world's not going to be able to produce that 50 bushels of wheat. That 50 bushels of wheat is, is pretty good. Uh, back in like the, the, the Great Depression, right before the Dust Bowl and stuff hit, they were getting around, you know, about 25 bushels uh, an acre. And that was considered a whole lot back then. That was a bumper crop. And now we have, we're used to producing 50. And now those, those crops are not going to produce quite as much because there's not as much fertilizer in the ground. So wheat and other grains are going to be a lot less prevalent. So you, there's a lot that is actually going on. And I'm not saying this to scare you into, Oh my gosh, we need to panic. We need to be scared. We need to hide under our beds. No. This is just, you need to be aware of what's actually going on. And I'm sure if, if there's anybody who doesn't know what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia, I mean, okay, dude, 
watch a little bit of television. Not much, not much. Just watch your, your, your six o'clock news. It's still going to give you some bias, but still, dude, it's, it's cool. You're, you're not going to automatically start, uh, start getting confused about what gender you are, but there are other problems that will can and will crop up. I mean, we've got, we've been, people have been talking about the, the, uh, electrical grid being susceptible to essentially an EMP attack. But if there was a strong enough, they all, a lot of people have hypothesized that there, if there was a strong enough solar storm or solar flare that came along and hit our country, uh, hit our world just right. It could screw up our, our electrical system because our electrical system, electrical grid runs off of the magnetic poles of the earth. So if that all of a sudden screws up, well, guess what? Those electric cars that everybody keeps wanting to push, they're not going to happen. They're not going to go. There's not going to be any vroom vroom and we're going to be really hot and people are going to have to figure out how to use, uh, use hand powered, uh, <laughs> hand powered fans to keep themselves cool in the summer. But there's a lot of problems that that can and will and do crop up, especially when we are in a t- mode of scarcity. And uh, one of the best ways you can do to pr- keep your family safe, keep your family secure, and keep them in a in a place where they don't have to be worrying when the next meal's coming along, and you're able to properly provide for your family, is first. Just make sure you've got enough food. Um, that can be in the form of growing a garden if it's in the spring. I always was raised with the line of thinking: don't if you're in the area of where like Oklahoma is at that whole you know parallel in that area. You don't plant, don't put uh, your vegetables in the ground until. After Easter, you know, the, the, you, you kind of learn the, the line of thinking and some people do, they put their vegetables out early, but I've just always was, I was raised being told you don't plant before Easter. Or if you do plant, don't plant, you know, seedlings. If you're going to put stuff in the ground, yeah, I guess you can do it like the week before Easter. I, I forget exactly how that goes. It's been 30 years since I planted a garden, but learn how to grow a garden. If you are, if it's too late in the season and you're just, you're like, you know what? I need to go ahead and start preparing a little bit. When you go to the store and you're buying green beans or buying cans of corn and you typically buy two, buy an extra one and take that extra one, set it off to the side, set it in in the closet or a pantry or someplace and just set it off to the side and rinse and repeat. And you'll eventually will have, have a, a month's supply. I, it's actually what I would recommend you have is get about a 30-day supply. And you're not going to be stuck having to eat nothing but canned green beans, canned corn, canned black-eyed peas all the time. You know, but you're going to have the ability. You're going to have the ability to at least have some cans that you can actually use to barter with. Because if there's other people, if you're prepared, I can tell you there's going to be people around you who are not prepared and they're going to be completely blindsided on this, thinking that everything was going great and wonderful and peachy. And they're going to look at you and go, you've got any food, man, we're, we, we haven't eaten in three days and you can go, yeah, sure. And you go and grab some, like six cans of something, six cans of this, and you can give them some food and allow them to be able to continue on. 
or you can barter, you know, you can use that, use those cans of food as, you know, as a, uh, as a form of currency, you know, I'll give you uh, a half dozen eggs for two cans of green beans and a can of pumpkin. You know, that would be something that somebody's going to go, Oh dude, that rocks. Yeah. You know, can of peaches all of a sudden is might be worth a, worth a car payment somewhere down the road. Probably not, but still something else that you want to be able to do is make sure you have enough fuel. Now you have to do some searching, but if you can find fuel that doesn't have ethanol in it, the better, because I've actually realized come across this here recently and I'd heard about the several problems with ethanol, but one of the big ones is ethanol, when it gets old, it collects moisture out of the air. So, and water in your gas is not a good thing. So you want to find ethanol free gas. And yes, it is out there. It is usually going at the same price as premium fuel. So you can find fuel, but get fuel and uh, you can also buy stuff like fuel stabilizer so that you can keep that, but at least have several cans uh, available. So if you know something's fixing to happen, you can go get to the, the, the filling station and fill up with, you know, an extra 40 gallons of gas or whatever. Also, you can use gas, you know, as a, as bartering also. So you can fuel become, it comes in handy, but it's the best for a car and you'd want to have a earlier model car. Like if you can get to the, in the seventies, the latest, you know, maybe up to the mid eighties before everybody started going with fuel injection instead of carburetors, you're probably actually going to be better off with those types of cars because those cars don't need as much work. They don't have the computer controls that they would normally have. They're, they're a lot more, they would actually be a lot more reliable. And if not reliable, they're a lot easier to fix. So, you know, you have some fuel. If anything, it allows you to be able to set a fire and, and things like that. Something else that you want, but this is something that is going to be kind of a delicate balance. And that is have some money on hand, have as, have as much money as you can handle and you feel safe having in your house. Don't have it all sitting in a bank because the banks are are switching over to something called an ESG score, and this is an added social social score, uh, credit social credit score. That's the word I was looking for. It's a, a lot like the Chinese credit credit score. It is if you're not saying something that the that the government or in this case, world economic forum agrees that agrees on. If you don't have uh, enough solar panels on your roof, if you're not, if you're not driving a either their version of a fuel economic car or an electric car or something along those lines, they can actually are setting themselves up to where they can actually say, you know what? You're not worth, you're, you're not going to be able to, spend your money and they if they ever go to the digital currency that's really going to happen is because they're going to go to some type of programmable currency where they can go you know what you are not doing you're not pulling your weight you are not saying the right things you do not have enough uh you know enough lgbtq uh, alphabet people in your uh in your company so you're not able to spend your money and all of a sudden you know, you may have, you could have $40 billion in the account, in the bank. And all of a sudden you can't spend a dime on it. 
because the bank doesn't allow you to spend it on X, Y, and or Z. They can turn you off like that. Now, again, I'm not saying this to scare you, but it is something you want to make sure you are aware of and that ESG scores are that entirely. And you don't think uh, the ESG is not going to happen? Well, look at a couple of weeks ago, uh, Elon Musk, world's richest man, the man doing more to fight global warming than anybody else. He has built a, a, the predominant electric car company and he is building rocket ships so that people could leave earth and find a better place to live. Yet he is on the S and P 500 because they don't like what he has said about their whole, their whole setup with the SG that he's called it a scam. And because of that, They've kicked him out of the S&P 500. He is, his ESG score is too low now because he is not saying what the banks want him to say. So you want to make sure that you have enough actual greenbacks on hand. Now, this, there is a caveat with that. You don't want to be driving around with a huge amount of money. And it's not because the people coming up to you with a gun pointed at your head saying, give me all your money or else. It's actually the police that you have to worry about. They There is something called the civil, as, uh, civil asset forfeiture. And it is tied into with the old RICO laws. But the anyhow, they you have a bag of money and you can't account for every dollar as to why that every dollar is there. They can go, you know what? We're going to take this and they will. They, they will seize your bag of money. And there's been people who have. They've traveled, been traveled across country, maybe to buy a car or something. They wanted to use cash. And so they drive across the country with this cash and they get stopped. And the police look at it and go, What's this money for? Well, it's our money. It's like, Well, do you have a receipt for it? Yeah, I do. Well, we got to be able to count for that. So bring the receipt with you whenever you uh, meet up with the police station, give it to them. And there's a lot of people who still have not gotten one red cent back of the money that the government stole. So yes, there are, there is this thing called civil asset forfeiture, which is otherwise known as a legal theft. The government come along and go, you know what? You got too much money and just walking around with, and we are, you're not telling us what you need, what you're using that money for. And so that we're going to say, assume that that's a little suspicious and we're just going to yoink it and we're going to use it for ourselves. And that's exactly what it does. It goes into their coffers and they get to go off and use the money for whatever they want to use it. Now, another thing you want to make sure you have is a good network of friends, men. Again, I've talked about this one multiple times. This is one of the reasons why the fourth pillar of the relaxed mill is the man's community. You need to have a network of friends. You've got your really good close friends, and then you've got your friends that are on the outer circle, and then you've got your acquaintances. You need to have a good size people, a group of people who you're pretty good friends with. You can call them up and go, dude, my car is broke. I don't know what's going on. I know you've worked on cars before. Maybe could you help me? Yeah, sure. No problem. Come over and give them a couple of green beans for helping them work on your car. Also with working on, uh, with working on the car, that leads up to the next one, which is know how to do basic repairs. Do you know how to change the oil in your car? Do you know how to change a tire on your car? Do you know how to change the tire off the rim of your car? These are things that you would like to, that you really do need to know how to do. 
How do you, do you know how to grow a garden? Do you know how to turn the, turn the soil so that you can prep it for a garden? If you can't get any fertilizer, where else can you get fertilizer from? Hint, go ask Farmer Brown. He's got a field full of the best fertilizer in the world. Know how to do basic repair skills. You get a whole uh, leak in your roof. How do you repair the leak? That's something you need to figure out. Talk to somebody who knows and learn. Learn, And this is, again, this goes to the fir- the man's mind pillar. Work that the mind. Learn something. Learn a skill. Learn how to repair stuff. Because if we ever do go into a major recession or a major depression, you know, things may degrade several several generations. So all of a sudden, we're living like we're in the 60s. Which still isn't bad if you were from the thirties, but it's still, there's going to be some, some tough times. So you want to know how to do basic repairs, learn how to garden, learn how to take care of yourself and be as independent as possible. And that is what being a man is about. You want to be independent. It's not that you're uh, no man's an island type of thing it is just you're able to take care of yourself and yours and if your friends need help you're there for them and these are things why you need to get prepared because the world's a really weird place right now and i'm not one for conspiracy theories but at the same time there's some things that just kind of want to tickle your ear just a little bit and you're like going really and you actually find yourself kind of questioning some of it so honestly, I don't know if any of it's true or if all of it's just, uh, just made up gunk that's, uh, to sell books, but it's something and it's something you need to think about. And I know the bird flu is, is true. And I know that things like civil asset forfeitures is a real thing, but there's a lot that you want to be able to be ready for. And so. You want to get get prepared. Talk talk to people. Talk to f- friends and family and and those and under- learn how to actually get yourself up and moving and be independent and be prepared. And you can do it by getting prepared. Buy a handgun. Buy a rifle. Buy a shotgun. Have one of each because you're going to go out and you're going to need to be able to hunt down some meat eventually. If the if everything was to completely crumble, I don't think it will. But in case it was to ever. To be able to go out, go hunting, you might need to save up, you know, several boxes of, of shells for each one and be, and understand how they work. These are things that my man who is ready to take care of his family will be prepared to get take care of his family. So, guys, with that, I want to thank you for listening. If there's anything that I, you, I've said in here that really caused a caused you to really listen and pay attention you learn something from it awesome great share it out with your friends family uh on facebook instagram all the all the social network sites that you are that you visit if uh you thought of somebody in particular who this would really ring true with hit that share button and go share it over to on your hit the share button on your on your podcast app and share it over to your friend. You send it as a text over to him. Go, dude, I got listen to this. Got me to thinking of you. Here, listen to this and tell me what you think. Help us to grow the Relaxed Mel podcast because I we need to get men together. Get that nice guy that's inside of them. Get them kicked out of the curb because the nice guy is not going to help society at all. 
nice guy is actually a detriment to society. And so we need to get rid of him and start having men become men. And the only way you can do that is with you telling other men about this show. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care and I will see you next week. Till then, bye.